Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Rock 102. It didn't really rain yesterday. No. I mean, it did a little bit. Yeah. So when I hear, like, thunderstorms for today, yeah. please, yeah, I'm not who, bothered by that. Who, who knows what's going to happen? You know what? Dan Brown will tell you all about it later. I'll tell you what's going to happen today. Today, I'm going to read off today's keyword to cash, and I'm going to do it on time. Yeah. And you know why? Why? Because when I forget, pretty sure you're going to remind me to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'll remind you to do it. Don't worry about it. I'm surprised I remember. I kind of was surprised yesterday yeah. when because it, it was like uh, out of the total blue. Like I had completely forgotten about that someone could win $1,000 just by listening to the keyword and entering into rock102.com. You know, I'm just trained now to be prepared to screw up. So I'm I'm already, I'm on the ball. You know, in, uh, in jazz music, mm-hmm. there are no mistakes. No, it's all improv- imp- improvisation. It, it's just notes that guide you somewhere else. Right. That's the way I'm operating on that. Uh, on that. So if anyone comes to me from corporate and says, how come you didn't do it uh, on time? Jazz, man. It's, it's all, all jazz. jazz. <laughs> They'll appreciate the jazz hands as I say that, too. They should. So there's that and other things this morning as well. It's 536 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552, and the Eagles at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be, uh, well, could see some thunderstorms today, but mostly sunny for the uh, the rest of the day. High is 77 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 79. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Vanna White tweeted a message to Pat Sajak on his retirement. She said, uh, quote, uh, When we started Wheel of Fortune, who could have imagined we'd be still at it 41 seasons later? I couldn't be happier to have shared the stage with you for all these years uh, with one more to come. Cheers to you, Pat Sajak. Now, even though Pat still has a year to go, the horse race uh, is already on to replace him. Yesterday on The View, Whoopi Goldberg said, I want that job. I think it would be a lot of fun. But uh, guess who already is at the top of the list? Vanna White. Ryan Seacrest. Come on, man. Please. so-called source says, quote, Ryan has been talking to the producers. Some sources say he's the front runner. Others say he's just one of the many interested. Honest to God, he does too much already. He does. We're, we're saturated with Ryan Seacrest. I heard that uh, Vanna White would be uh, a consideration. Like, she would take it if, it if it were offered to her. She absolutely should. I think she knows how to play the game. They don't even need her for the letters anymore. You can just click those with the with a computer, right? I'll tell you what. That would be a gig I'd take. I would take that. If someone said, would you like to turn letters or continue to do a radio show at yeah. 5.30 in the morning? I'd say, um... I'll turn letters. Nobody would take us to do that job. You have to be like a good-looking woman to do that. Okay, but, you know, at any point did anyone say, Pat Sajak, we must be, there must be somebody else we can get. Mm. What I'm saying is the bar can be pretty set, this can be set pretty low. Uh, I, I, I'm i not really a fan of Ryan Seacrest being the, the takeover. No. Not that I even watch Wheel of Fortune anymore. I can't remember the last time I watched it. No, but the dude's overexposed. He's spread too thin. Well, he, he likes to, he's, he wants to be Dick Clark. That's what, that's what that whole thing is. It's like he wants to be the guy, America's favorite yeah. host. And what I'm telling you, he's already there. He doesn't need to add, a, this would, 
when Dick Clark hosted the $10,000 pyramid, mm-hmm. that was almost too much. It like, was. How did Dick Clark have the time in the day to do that? Well, it was just, it's like a little side gig. Oh, he's, he got an American bandstand, and then he's making money doing that, too. Ridiculous. Smart guy. Guess so. Johnny Depp was finally paid his $1 million settlement from Amber Heard from last year's defamation trial, and he already knows what he's going to do with it. Johnny is uh, splitting it up evenly between five charities, so each organization gets two hundred grand. The donations will go to Make a Film Foundation, The Painted Turtle, Red Feather, Teteroyas? I don't even know how to say that. I don't even know. T-E-T-I-A-R-O-A. Society. I'm not sure what it is. And the Amazonia Fund Alliance. He's worked with Make a Film before, which grants film wishes to kids to create short film legacies with actors, writers, and directors. And the uh, the paint, Painted Turtle is a camp for kids with serious medical conditions. And that one I can't pronounce is a conservation nonprofit uh, in French Polynesia. So, okay, there you go. He's got that money. He's doling it out. Where did Amber Heard get a million dollars? From him, probably. Well, that's it. He's yeah. basically getting back his own yeah. money. Well, it's kind of like uh, an IRS return. <laughs> money you'll never get interest on, but at least you'll get some of it back, right? Right, yes. A new, a new Beatles song is coming out sometime this year, and Paul McCartney says it'll be their last. He didn't name the song, but it's probably a track John Lennon wrote back in 1978 called Now and Then. Remember in the mid-90s when they did the new songs, like Free as a Bird and uh-huh. Real Love? Those were originally on low-quality tape that Lennon had recorded and labeled for Paul. Lennon, of, uh, Lennon was, of course, murdered in 1980, but Yoko Ono eventually gave that tape to Paul. Now and then was on it, uh, but they uh, weren't able to clean it up enough to do anything with it. At least that's what George Harrison's opinion was, so they just left it alone. So my understanding is that uh, AI is helping them get this You know what? lifted off this tape. And that's what it says. Thanks to AI and other technological advances, they finally finished it. No word on a release date. I don't agree with that. You're, you're, you can't, somebody's gone. They're gone. <laughs> the people are gone. You yeah. can't, I don't think you can say this is, oh, this is new music. Yeah, but you know that the Beatles, whenever they decide they want to market a, a something new, yeah. you know, whether it's like a best of collection or whatever, or a movie or whatever, it makes them a million bucks. So, you know, this is going to wind up selling a whole bunch of money for a whole bunch. You know, I don't know how they're going to, where they're going to put it or how they're going to sell it, but it's, it's a money making venture. I, it, this whole AI thing is just uh, kind of creeping me out. Yeah, I don't like it. Too many of that stuff. Uh, let's see. Harrison Ford was asked if Indiana Jones would support people who punch Nazis in real life. He said, quote, he'd push them out of the way to get in the first punch as well as he should. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that. Was that was that one of the questions he was asked when he was up in Amherst? Yeah, probably. Yeah, You're just like asking an old man questions now. Do you, would you really punch a Nazi in real life? I'd be the first one to do so. Tell him to get off my damn lawn. Now, where's that Metamucil? My bowel is so irregular. <laughs> yeah, is it? Is he afraid of drain snakes, too, for when the cl- <laughs> when the uh, the toilet clogs up? Uh, Let me at him just as soon as I as soon as I try to resolve some of these piles. <laughs> Haley Bieber. Asked her fans to stop leaving rude and mean comments on anyone's post, although she was probably talking specifically about Selena Gomez. 
Haley says uh, doing so is not supporting her, and it's part of a culture she wants no part of. Mm. So stop being a bully. Uh, golf or Gar. Garth Brooks is defending his decision to serve Bud Light at his bar. He believes inclusiveness and diversity is the answer. That might not fit with other people's opinions, but he says, well, you know, there's plenty of other places you can go eat. He's not wrong about that. No. He's like, it's in it's in Memphis. There's plenty of other restaurants. There must be 50 other restaurants on this row here. Uh, that's, let's see. Chris Pratt. He thinks all dads have fantasized about what they do if uh, someone hurt their kids. He says his thoughts can go to wild places like, where's the duct tape and how deep is the trunk? <laughs> well, he's, got- he's not wrong. No. And Kim Kardashian will be having an appearance in the uh, new Paw Patrol movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Sure, that's something to say. Oh, my God, the last time I played a dog was when Ray J gave me the Eskimo French bread surprise and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. The Eskimo French bread surprise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to look that up. A lot of mushing in there. (laughs) And Caitlin? I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, did paddling for pounding. Mm Mm-hmm. Searched the Yukon with a brown Mountie. (laughs) What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I found a hair in my free chocolate shake at the backyard burger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's a definition for that. What, the backyard burger? Yeah, maybe. Wow. Let's just say she's got a butt made for a face full of pillow. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, there are 12 teams in the NHL that have never won a Stanley Cup. 12 of them. Some of them have been around for a while, like the Buffalo Sabres, been around for 57 years. They haven't won squat. The Vancouver Canucks been around for 53 years. They haven't even gotten close yet. And the Winnipeg Jets, don't get me started on that debacle. And yet, despite the NHL being loaded with haves and have-nots etched on the side of the Stanley Cup, it's only taken the Las Vegas Golden Knights six seasons to get their first Stanley Cup championship. Last night, the Golden Knights didn't just beat the Florida Panthers in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. They disemboweled the Panthers. They crushed their souls, ripped their beating hearts right out of their bodies, stomped on their stunned faces, and stripped them of their tender mortal coil with a final score of 9-3. Let me say that again. The Golden Knights scored nine goals to Florida's three. Apparently, somebody forgot to remind the Florida Panthers that they were not only on the brink of elimination, but the entire point of professional postseason hockey is to not lose important games by six goals. I could even make the case that losing less important games should never be lost by that many goals. And yet, the Florida Panthers, the team that defeated the heavily favored Boston Bruins in the first round of the playoffs, found a way to do it anyway. So after just six seasons in existence, the Golden Knights have won their first Stanley Cup championship. Now you might wonder how things might have been different had the Bruins not soiled themselves in the opening round. Would Vegas still be hoisting the Stanley Cup if things had been different? Well, the answer to that question is moot, because that, my disappointed friends, is not what happened. And in hindsight, perhaps it's for the best that it didn't, because any team that's going to rack up nine goals to win the Cup in five games is probably not a team you want to be screwing around with. 
So in a perverse way, perhaps this is the best for everybody involved, including all of us, because this one would have been painful to watch. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bacon and eggs and a Blackstone? Oh yes, the Blackstone 4-Burner Outdoor Griddle. 500 bucks all month at Rocky's. Plus, you get the Blackstone Breakfast Kit free. Breakfast goes outdoor with a Blackstone Griddle from your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 13 in the cars of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be mostly sunny uh, throughout the Pioneer Valley, but could see some thunderstorms later today with a high of 77 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 79. 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the keyword to cash. I'm going to announce uh, as close to 8 o'clock as I can possibly get it. Yeah, okay. Okay? I'll make sure that you, Please do. That you do that. Good. What if I forget, too? Then that would, that's, well, then, then we, we both have to answer some questions. Uh, so, uh, last night, uh, the softball season has finally come to an end. Hold on a second. Finally. Yeah. It's over. It's over. Man, what a what a marathon. <laughs> You know, I'm really happy for them that they, you know, they made uh, two playoff games. Uh, unfortunately, they they lost that second one, so they don't advance. Right. Uh, and it's like, okay, you don't have to be an overachiever all of the time. You know, uh, kids l- learn a lot from uh, the dejection and sadness of losing. Yeah. And uh, you know, disappointments in life are a part of life, and kids should. Uh, Kid should learn something, hey, uh, thing you, or two. You can't win them all, kid. Nope. Now let's go home and take a nap. Let's drown our yeah. sorrows in soft serve. Um, so, uh, so, so yesterday they had like a little award ceremony where they hand out the you know the uh, the medals and all that stuff. And right. Then, they, then we had pizza, and it says that uh, this is what, how when the moms aren't involved in the pizza, nobody brings plates or cups or anything like that. So I had to go out <laughs> to my house and get some of that stuff and uh, and bring it back. And that it, is that is kind of a man mistake, isn't it? Well, because you know, you here's the thing: there was two events going on last night. There were, were some of the parents were at the one event, and then they were the other parents were at this event. Right. So most of the moms were at the other event, and the coaches were tasked with you know getting the pizza. Well, they get the pizza and the drinks and the ice cream. That all you know came fine. Oh, where's the cups and the plates and the yeah. napkins to go along with all this stuff? <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot that. We got to go get that now. You know, in, in yeah. almost 57 years, I've never heard two dudes sitting around say, man, I can't believe we forgot napkins. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe we forgot that. Uh, but then, so then I go, I go to my house. I live right, right around the corner. So I go to my house and I get some plates and some paper towels and all that stuff. Right. By the time I come back, they had already devoured the pizza anyway. Nobody even used a plate. They just dove right so into just it. Wasted the effort of going back home. Well, it, you know. Eventually, some people started using the plates. Yeah, but uh, I didn't have to do that. I could have just <laughs> left it there, and everybody would have had greasy hands. Maybe the greasy hands would have helped the uh, the pitching in the parents versus kids softball game that we had shortly after. That. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, they 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 won. The, the kids, kids, yeah, the kids won. Of course, they did. Did they win or did we let them? Steve, they won. Yeah, yeah fair they won. and square fair because you're a bunch of old farts trying to play softball. Yeah. Well, hey, you know we did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
I got a I got a I got a grounder. I got uh, I got I, I got to first. Really? Yeah. A gr- grounder up uh, like the third base side? Uh, no, right right in front of me. Oh wow! About two inches in front of me. Wow! Yeah, it didn't they, go very far. And because you're so fast on your feet. Uh, they weren't able to, well, to tag you? <clears throat> I made it the first the first time. Yeah. The second time, I got tagged out. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's Tough. that's usually what happens. Well, there's but. always next season, Steve. Is there? I don't know. Yeah. That's ought to be up to you. No, but uh, we had a good time. I haven't I haven't played ball like that in years. Yeah. Like, I don't, uh, you know, we, we've tossed the ball around sometimes at the house, but nothing, like, not part of an actual game. See, you, I mean, even though you've been here for, for years and years and years, you got here a little bit. Too late. I was about a, a year later after you stopped doing it. Well, the problem was, you know, we, we played softball for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point, the guy who was, quote unquote, the coach, uh, yeah, had had left had left the company mm-hmm. and he still wanted to coach. And we're like, well, that's that's just now how it works. So uh, it turned to me I like I was bestowed the uh, title of coach. I, oh. I, I don't know jack squat about coaching no uh, no softball. So all I did was uh, field phone calls, set up a schedule, and make sure we had a field. That's pretty much all I did. At, le- at least you know the rules, though. Oh, I know the rules. Yeah, see, yeah. That, that's really all you need to do. I we mean. also stacked the deck with a bunch of ringers, which was also the really the way to do it. Why? <clears throat> because I think we only had, like, uh, of like the twenty five people that were working here at the time, I think only five of them were really interested in playing uh, actually being competitive about yeah, it. Not even being competitive, just being willing to show up. We used to have a lot more employees here too. Yeah, but we probably didn't have much, many more than twenty five, thirty people here at a time. Right, but I'm just saying you had more opportunities for people to join and play and right. go out and have. But it really wasn't about playing softball, was it? Was it about the pizza at the pizza shop afterwards? Uh, well, uh, it was the pizza shop. And then it was uh, Club Meadows, and then it was uh, Fazio's for years. Club Meadows. Yeah, I know. Now you're throwing it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really going back. Oh, we also did Bertucci's for a while. I think in my first, maybe my second or third season on the team. Was that in Long Meadow? Long Meadow. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going all the way to West. We're going to go all the way out to West Springfield from East Long Meadow. Why not? You didn't pl- wait. You only played in town. You only played leagues in town. Yeah. No. 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 We. we they're all charity games. And, right. And we. We had a home field, so we played all the games at like the center, here in East Long Meadow oh, or so Heritage you, Park. So you didn't travel across the area. Uh, occasionally we did. Like we. Yeah. We had uh, a couple of games at the old Plastics Park. We played at uh, Westover. We played a couple of games uh, under the highway in Chicken. I forgot what the name of that uh, that park is called. Um, Oh, I thought you just played under the highway. No, 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 no. <laughs> no though that would have been a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's where we, we. I mean, we occasionally did road games, but for the most part, we we stayed here in East Lamedo. That's I, you know, I I kind of wouldn't mind being a part of that, but I also don't have the time to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that is that that ultimately became well. Two things kind of killed it. One, we were all kind of running out of time. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it was harder and harder to get our ringers to show up. The other part is. We were all getting kind of old. Yeah. And th- some of those guys still play softball today, but they're well into their 60s and really shouldn't be playing uh, as hard as they do. But yet some of those guys are still still at it. I never really had the competitive drive <laughs> to want to continue being the coach. And at one point I just said, I just, I just can't. 
I just can't do this that's anymore. A, that's a lot of pressure to be the coach. Well, when you, you got to organize all that well, stuff. Well, I, I had little kids at the time, yeah. and it's like, well, I mean, I can't do this, that, and these things too. I mean, something's got to give, and ultimately, it wound up being the softball. There you go, and, and that was it. That was the end of it. But uh, we had fun. Oh man, fun like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, you know, and I'm not like you know. I think years ago, I would have been more into the yeah. Let's go get ripped up after the game. Yeah, that was the best part. Yeah. But, or during the game. Yeah, of course, a cooler full of beer. There was no cooler full of beers at the parents versus kids softball game last night. We had a couple of uh, of uh, softball bags. You know, some, yeah. some had balls, some had bats. Most of them had beer. Yeah. So there's always, always something. And, uh, you know, we were told, well, you can't, you shouldn't be drinking while you're representing the radio station. We're like, we're not, we're not at that point. Yeah, what? Well, well, you're not representing the radio station at that point. You're just drinking. We're just doing. We're just uh, self-serving ourselves. That's it. Well, that, that's what uh, adults getting together are all about. That's kind of the fun of softball. You know, you're, at the at the kid level, they're just playing because the game is fun. Right. Once you get to twenty-one to sixty, yeah. The game then focuses on one thing and one thing only, and it ain't the game of softball. It's the refreshment afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Man and woman has to has to hydrate. Well, uh, long story short, we got our butts kicked by the kids last night at the at the parent kids softball game. Do you remember what the final score was? Uh, I think it was like thirty six to thirty five. <laughs> I think it was something somewhere close. Well, to that's that. pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, well you know, those kids are good. Not you a know, lot of defense on your side. No, huh? no, no, no defense whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, I'm like Bill Buckner out in the field. Oh, uh, every Alice. ball going right by me. Come on now. Yeah. Let's be kind to Billy Buckner. Oh, God rest his soul. Yeah. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly sunny and then chance of a thunderstorm this afternoon with a high of 77 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 79. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we're going to talk about psychedelics. We're going we're gonna to drop some stuff right here on the show and see what happens. Journey to the center of the mind. Ooh, I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to find that one. The Amboy Dukes. Yes. Oh, I'm pretty good at that. I remember that. The, the Amboy Dukes are just a psychedelic song. That's one you don't re- It's not a popular tune. You know, it's not a, like a... Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Ted Nugent. You know that, right? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying it's not like you hear it all the time is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, when was the last time you heard somebody reference that one? It's been a long time, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's, that's my point. That's my point. Okay, Anywho, very good. Would you uh, Would you like to laugh? I would. All right, yeah, let's right. do it. Yes. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. Hey, uh, what do you call two old men drooling in their wheelchairs? I don't know. What do you call two old men drooling in their wheelchairs? The 2024 election. <laughs> yeah, you see? <laughs> Because neither of them can figure out which one you got. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Big Y, your family market. Sign up today to say with a big with a My Big Y digital account. It uh, with a My Big Y digital account. It's more than food. It's My Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A 16-year-old student has died following an accident involving a tractor-trailer truck on Sykes Street in Palmer Tuesday afternoon. Palmer police said they were called to a serious crash involving the tractor trailer and a passenger vehicle along Route 181, also known as Sykes Street, around 2.20 p.m. on Tuesday. 
The crash location was in the area of Pathfinder Regional Vocational Technical High School. Police said the crash resulted in the death of a 16-year-old Pathfinder student who was exiting school property when their car was struck broadside on the driver's side by the tractor trailer. The student's name is not being released at this time. Pathfinder Tech said that personnel have been working to notify all students and parents and will have support services available for all students and staff today. Uh, officials say, said that the tractor trailer's driver was not injured and is cooperating with investigators. The scene, uh, of course, has since been cleared and reopened to traffic. The Palmer Criminal uh, P- Police Criminal Investigation Division, as well as the Mass State Hamden County District Attorney's Office and Mass State Police uh, Truck Team are investigating. Uh, the Ludlow School Committee met Tuesday evening to continue their conversation regarding a proposed library book ban. The proposed uh, policy is derived from a policy already in place in some Pennsylvania schools. The proposal lists restrictions for books, including those which have visual or written sexual content. Uh, learning uh, and reading about sexual parts and sexual acts in no way makes a person a sexual predator or serial killer. That just doesn't happen, said uh, meeting attendee. Eleanor Kelleher, our uh, children and young people need to learn about their own biology in order to protect themselves. One in ten children are sexually abused by adults in their lives, so this is power. This allows them to protect themselves. Another meeting will be held to discuss the proposal, but that date has not yet been decided. By the way, uh, still $2.5 million budget shortfall over in Ludlow, and uh, teachers are getting laid off this year. So, yay! Book ban! <clears throat> Again... Uh, I think if I'm if I'm uh, reading this all correctly, it's not an actual book ban. A book ban would be to say we're doing away with all these books altogether. What they're doing is they are setting guidelines of where what books are appropriate in which school libraries. Mm, I think it's a little deeper than that, though. Okay, on the surface it seems that way, but I think there are other. Uh, uh, what do you what do you uh, what do you call those uh, uh, motivators? Uh, what what do you call that thing? Um, other intentions, other goals. Okay, other, well, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, their intentions may be different, but as it's been explained to us, this is what they're trying to do. This is what they're trying to do. But I've I've seen some videos of these this guy these guys this uh, Ron Saloyo and. Uh, the other guy, D, 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 Rio Diaz. I don't know whatever their names are. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. It's a little, uh, they were on these podcasts that they were showing on, on Facebook. Okay. A little too, uh, a little too far. You know or, what I'm saying? Hey, hey, wait a minute now. Yeah, who, who are we to judge? Have you heard our podcasts? Yeah, well, there are actually people listen to those, and I don't <laughs> why but just saying do. but uh yeah i i, I don't know it, 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 the whole thing just seems a little out of whack you know what i'm saying right i do uh let's see there's uh there's other things going on throughout the area i'm just trying to uh to pull this stuff up because of our slow internet here in the building oh my god it, yeah it's like it's gotten worse I, I don't know how he gets any slower. We have the wheel, the little wheel at the top of the page that yeah. just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning, and then nothing pops up on the page. It it literally feels like uh, dial-up from, like, 1998. Yes. It's the the AOL. Y- yeah. You've got mail. Right. Uh, the Hamden DA's office has released the name of the victim in Sunday night shooting on Orange Street in Springfield. Officers were sent to the shot spotter activation on the 300 block. 
uh, of Orange Street around 2.30 a.m. The officers found a gunshot victim who had been identified as 29-year-old Jayton Pearson of Springfield on the 100 block of White Street. Pearson was sent to Bay State Medical Center where he later died. The Springfield Police uh, Department Homicide Unit is investigating along with the Hamden County District Attorney's Murder Unit. If you have any information about the incident, you're asked to call the Detective Bureau or text a tip. Um, the kid was uh, a 19-year-old Holyoke man has been arraigned on charges in connection with an alleged drunk driving crash that destroyed more than a dozen headstones in St. Mary's Cemetery in Northampton in April. We talked about this the other day, yeah. but he was actually arraigned. Uh, he pled not guilty to several charges, including OUI and speeding. This is where his dad helped him out. Oh, trying yeah, Trying to right. get the car out of the graveyard. Now, listen, son, I know you did something wrong here, but let's try to clean this up and get you out of here before anybody shows up. <laughs> but, Dad, I blew the horn. Yeah, the gravestone <laughs> didn't pop out of the way. I mean. Who has the right of way in that kind of situation? Yeah, during the investigation, it was revealed that the vehicle was going westbound on Bridge Road, and the driver allegedly left the travel lane and crashed into the cemetery, striking and damaging fifteen to twenty headstones. Jesus, that's a, you know that sucks for the people like you know who have loved ones buried there, and then you go there and the and, and, the, and, and the stone replace. is destroyed, and those things aren't cheap. How do they? Uh, I I don't even know if like a. Like your auto insurance company, w- yeah. would they pay for the replacement of headstones? I don't know. I never saw that. Uh, what is it? Mayhem. I never. <laughs> yeah. may- I never saw mayhem driving yeah. through a cemetery knocking headstones. Yeah, well, off. they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. It, right. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't. I have you ever seen that? Uh, anybody no. cover gravestones? I I have never seen anyone make that kind of claim. No one has uh, passed that file across my desk. Well, I think. Um, I, I I would think that they. Uh, I would think they would. Right. But fifteen of them. That's a lot. I mean, what's a what's a what's a gravestone cost now? I mean, it's got to be. You're probably talking five grand for a gravestone with <sighs> writing on it and all that My stuff. God. I mean, on the on the probably middle end. Whatever happened to just being buried and someone put a stick in the ground? That's a whole lot cheaper. Yeah, I wish they would do that. They don't do that anymore. Yeah. A little cross right in the middle of the road. It doesn't even have to be a cross, just a stick. I'd be happy with a stick. You know, I uh, speaking of uh, roadside memorials, somebody really needs to set up a roadside memorial for that damn beaver that's stuck between Westfield and 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 Holyoke. It's ro- it's still smeared on the ground. It's like this the, this fur this puddle of fur now. It's just it's just still there. Like nobody's <sighs> moved it and the smell is like you can still smell it. Good god. I'm really surprised, like, the Mass Highway didn't come by and, like, scrape that off the road. I thought they'd get rid of that stuff. Don't they have, a like, a shovel or, like, a like a putty knife they could get, the, you know, get the, like, a, a large spatula just or, to scrape it off the or ground? You, or you send the young guy in while, yeah. while five of you stand around and watch him scrape it up off the road. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I'm getting a, a message from a—no, I'm not getting a message from a highway guy yet, but— I know some highway guys. I'll have to ask them. Hey, how come you didn't pick up the beaver on the side of the road? It's not even on the side of the road. It's right in the middle of the road. Ugh. And it's been rotting there for two months, three months. And the pile just gets smaller and smaller each week. Are they just expecting it's just going to, like, disappear? Like, it's just going to magically vanish? Well, if you think about it, if you have all these cars driving over it every single day. Yeah, that but, most stuff ca- is- but are cars, I mean, are, do cars have the ability to avoid it? 
you have the ability to avoid it, but I think when you're going probably 50 or 60 miles an hour down the, down that road, because it's around a curve. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, you know, a God bless, you know, and I, I'm so upset about that whole beaver thing. He was supposed to graduate tomorrow. <laughs> Poor beaver. Yeah. He was recruited and everything. <laughs> right. He was... That yeah, poor beaver had a scholarship. Yeah, where now? Would, yeah, where would a beaver go to school? <laughs> Woodmont? Yeah. Uh, uh, beaver College. Beaver College. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but now he'll never make it. That's too bad. Um, I just, I, I, I always find it odd that, that, that they don't clean up those things in the middle of the road like well, that. Well, I mean, normally, huge. normally when you have, uh, have roadkill, mm-hmm. somebody moves it out of the way. Usually. Yeah, even like a resident. Yeah. Like a resident would be like, all right, well, screw this. Nobody's picking this up. I'm going to shovel this to the side of the road. I mean, I, I saw a deer dead on the side of the road not that long ago. You know, the following day, someone moved it. Okay, well, there you go. Then then obviously the uh, the town is doing their job. Have you noticed that there's like baby deer running around like crazy lately? Yeah, I think the population's gone way up. Is that what it is? I think so. So then the moms are dying off or what? These ba- baby de- I've a couple of times now at night, you know, the things yeah. running around in the middle of the road all scared and everything. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on, but I, I, there's a possibility that the uh, the population's gone way out of whack. You know, COVID may have played a part of that. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people want to get the uh, spread diseases into the uh, the woodlands no they don't yeah you don't want to spread disease into Dude, the woodlands good god they no. have enough diseases in the woodlands they got enough of their problems uh people put their money in banks to keep it safe but if you steal money from a bank you don't have anywhere else, anywhere safe to put it a man from minnesota named alan duncan was just arrested for a series of robberies in chicago for a few months back he got away with more than $8,000, and for some reason, he left uh, the loot in the getaway car, which he'd parked outside of the homeless shelter. Then someone stole that car. The oh, police boy. discovered it abandoned with the engine running and a door open, and there were red dye stains from the exploded dye pack on the interior. Allen told police that he had loaned the car to some guy named CJ, and he'd never return- he never returned it. But the police think it was a lie to cover up his robberies. That's because Allen was caught on a recorded call telling his brother that the car was stolen when he got back into town and that he had $12,000 in there. Allen believes the thieves didn't know about the cash, which he had in the suitcase, but they did find it, and they took off with it. For now, Allen has only been charged with one of the robberies, but he's connected to the second one, and if he had $12,000 in the car and the two robberies were only about eight k, it's possible there were other robberies that he was involved hmm. in. I guess. Uh, so I loaned it to some guy named CJ. <laughs> but he never showed up. Never had a last name or a phone number or any way to get a hold of him. I don't know what happened to him. Guy just disappeared. I'm starting to think he might have been a little sketchy. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 77. Uh, Could see some thunderstorms late in the day. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Back at 651 in the Beatles with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be mostly sunny for today, but then the chance of some thunderstorms uh, later on this afternoon. And uh, looking at a high of, uh, what did I say before? I don't remember. A nice. uh, high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Rock 102 Golf Club is back, brought to you by Swing Oil Beer. Get 11 rounds of golf to some of the area's great courses like Wyckoff, uh, Brattleboro, Northampton, uh 
Keeney Park uh, Golf Course, and many more for only 125 bucks. Now you're paying less than 12 bucks a round, which is like almost like you're stealing golf. Get one for yourself or, your, or for a friend. Father's Day is coming up uh, this weekend. It's the Rock 1 2 Golf Club brought to you by Swing Oil Beer. Available for a limited time, so do not wait and get yours today at rock102.com. Uh, are you doing anything for uh, Father's Day? Uh, we're debating whether or not to go to uh, New Hampshire over the weekend, so uh, not really. We got invited to a graduation party, so I'm like, you know what? That's perfect. Yeah. Somebody else cooks the food for you. And it ain't it's you. It's all ready to go, and mm-hmm. uh, we just show up, we eat it, uh, I leave a gift, and we go, and, and that's it, and we go. I, I see no problem with that whatsoever. No. That's a, I, it's like a perfect Father's Day. I like I like summer barbecue season. Yeah, I do too. I like all the foods that come along with the uh, the summer barbecue. I, uh, a friend of mine made uh, strawberry rhubarb. The pie? All right. Her and her mom make this. Stra- no, it's just the filling, right? That's it's, the only part I really care about. And they, I don't even like strawberries. I'm not even a strawberry fan. You don't like strawberries? I I, I can take strawberries in certain aspects, and this is one of them. Okay. This, this is the way. The strawberry rhubarb like filling, it, it's like crack. It's it's so good. Like you can just keep eating spoonfuls of it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's, it's good stuff. And then uh, and uh, you know, going and trying different things like smoked items. Did you ever have the onion bombs? I told you about those, right? Uh yeah, you did. I forgot all about them. This is where you take uh, like an onion yeah. and you and you hollow it out. Yeah, and you take the layers of the onion, and you take some of that onion in the middle. And you, and you mince it up with a bunch of, of sausage and, yeah. and meat. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you you want to stuff in there. And you stuff it inside the onion, and then you wrap it in bacon. Uh-huh. And then uh, you put it on the smoker for like uh, three hours. Two I'm gonna and need a half to three hours. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to need a cold compress. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. These th- They're called onion bombs, and it's got cheese, and it's oh. got... it's. Uh, and as soon as you cut into it, it all nice melts though. all over the plate and everything. It's, yeah. it's so good. So good. Oh, you're killing me with that, but that's, you, that sounds so damn delicious. Don't you don't you bring anything to the barbecues when you go? Well, see, um, typically if I'm if we're invited, I'm asked to usually bring a coleslaw. I happen to make a very good coleslaw. Yeah, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of coleslaw, but I make a really good one. And okay. uh, and and uh, like my sister's had like parties over the years, and she says, "Could you bring the coleslaw?" I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll now, be happy to do that. Do you make it with mayonnaise or do you make it with like an oil-based? Uh... I make it with mayonnaise. Yeah. But there's two things that are important here, okay? Yeah. One, I salt everything to draw some of the the liquid out of the cabbage and the carrots and stuff. Yeah. I let that sit. I rinse it. I drain it again so then it's nice and dry and so it doesn't get all, you know, like you have coleslaw, it gets all wet at the bottom. If you yeah, this, for, yeah. This one doesn't. And uh, so I put like half an onion in there, and then the dressing is the key, and it is mayonnaise based. And I am not going to give away my 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 uh, my secret ingredient, but You're it's not a good one. Give the secret ingredient away? Uh, Why? Because you don't want anybody else to make your <clears throat> coleslaw. All right, the secret ingredient is yeah, mayonnaise yeah, and rice wine vinegar. Rice wine vinegar. Yes, I thought you said it was a secret. It's a secret. It was a secret until I opened my big fat mouth. I can't trust you with anything now. I know. Well, but it's rice wine vinegar and and like black pepper. 
rice and it comes out and it's like, oh boy, that's good. Do you ever have rice wine? Uh, not unless it's been in, in, turned into vinegar. Uh, right. Yeah. You never uh, drink. I'm sitting there drinking Uncle Ben's all night long. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another round of Uncle Ben's for yeah. my friends here. Come little, on, all of us a minute rice wine. Yeah, uh, wine. Minute, yeah, minute rice wine. That, that's <laughs> like that's like the natty daddy of Ooh, the rice wine. This was made from uh, rice in a bag. Yeah. It's comes delicious. In a, comes in a giant forty ounce <laughs> container, right? Come on, it's very filling. Extra uh, three yeah. extra ounce. Yeah, that's but that's a that's a that's a good coleslaw. And again, for someone who's like kind of on the fence about most people's coleslaw, yeah. that happens to be a really good one. That uh, that jackalope. Uh, restaurant we were at last week yeah. with, the, with the Thunderbird celebration. They had this, it was like ahi tuna uh-huh. uh, with like a coleslaw underneath it, but it was like a vinegar-based coleslaw. It wasn't like a mayonnaise-based right. uh, thing. I l- prefer that over the mayonnaise-based coleslaw. Some people are not crazy about the mayonnaise. Yeah. I understand that. But I don't put so much, I don't, I don't completely, you know, douse the thing. I mean, it, it's an appropriate amount of dressing to, yeah. It's a good ratio. Is it sweet though? No. See, I don't like it sweet. I hate it when it's sweet. Yeah. I hate when anyone puts like a, like Miracle Whip or a pineapple in it. That's like sweatshop coleslaw to me. Uh, that's that's an act of aggression. That's what that is. Uh, grocery store um, horrible coleslaw. Can't horrible. Do it. Can't, no, no matter. What, it doesn't matter what grocery store it is. There's no groceries unless you go to like a like a smaller one, like a mm-hmm. provisional place. You know they they probably have some good stuff. I don't but. like sugar in any uh, like side salad or side dish for a, for a backyard barbecue. No, you're salt and fat. That's salt it. Salt and fat. Savory. I don't want sweet. I want savory. That's the way it's supposed to be. How many times you had like a like a pasta salad, a macaroni salad, and someone destroys it by putting sugar in it? It's disgusting. I know. It's I disgusting. like I like my pasta salad with tuna fish in it. All right. Well, that was be the second disgusting thing I've heard. Why you don't like? Uh, I like tuna fish, but I don't know if I like one in a pasta salad. You don't like that with the pot? You, you've had it before. Yeah, right? I've had it. I've it's had it. But it's like I've 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 had some people ruin it too. And uh, I, I again, if you're leaving something outside, you know, in in the sunshine on yeah. a picnic table, and it's loaded with tuna fish, <laughs> yeah, I would say no, thank you. No thanks. Yeah, I'm no all thanks. Set. I'll try something different. Well, you, you gotta, I'll have this hot dog that's been sitting out for six hours. See, you got to get it when it first comes out. Yes. You never eat the food that's been sitting out there for a, for forty five minutes in the sun. <laughs> Unless it's like a cheeseburger that's been out since Sunday. Oh, last yeah, that's Sunday. fine. Yeah, that, that those things get preserved uh, for years. It's six fifty eight with Bax and Nagle on Rock one hundred two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, after only six seasons in existence, have just won their very first Stanley Cup championship by pounding the living bejesus out of the Florida Panthers in Game 5 by a final score of 9-3. to Now, I'm not a hockey mastermind, but when I hear about a series being won by a score of 9-3, to I cannot help but wonder if the Florida Panthers were aware that the foundational rules of hockey allow you to do things like block shots. On top of that, even the finest tacticians of the sport will suggest introducing something known as defense. 
You see, apparently the Florida Panthers were unaware of this sort of thing. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been walking into an elimination situation and getting smoked by six goals. Now, you might wonder how good a team that spanked the heavily favored Boston Bruins in the opening round become so outmatched in the freaking Stanley Cup Finals. Well, there are a lot of reasons for this. One of them might have been that Florida star forward Matthew Kachuk had broken his sternum in Game 3. And he tried to play during Game 4, despite being almost unable to get himself dressed due to the searing pain in the middle of his chest. The result of which made him completely unavailable for last night's train wreck. The result being Vegas was parading around the Vegas Strip of the Stanley Cup, and Matthew Kachuk is trying to wash himself with a stick. Listen, I understand that a dude wants to play through his injuries, but the thought of even trying to tie my shoes with a broken sternum makes me want to gag. The fact of the matter is, is that if you tried to be a tough guy, then you should have listened to the medical professionals instead. Of course, there are other reasons why they lost, but none of those reasons are nearly as interesting as a guy trying to play hockey with a broken chest. Either way, Vegas won its first championship with a final score of 9-3. Meanwhile, the other guys go home with absolutely nothing after 30 years of trying. Maybe somebody should have thought about that before you went ahead and beat the Bruins in the opening round. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, when you're grilling with a Traeger wood fire pellet grill, meat gets all smoky with a wood flame flavor. Oh my God, that's so good. And then you have the precision temperature and flame control too. Grill with a Traeger, which you can get right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and Bad Company with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny uh, for the day, but then thunderstorms possible this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 79. 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Um Oh, real quick, uh, yeah. uh, next hour, yeah, we're going to be uh, announcing the next keyword to cash, your chance to win $1,000 right here on Rock 102. Uh, Do you ever take uh, magic mushrooms? Uh, I've had uh, like uh, like pasta and a mushroom sauce, but no, uh, not the magic ones. No, no psychedelic mushrooms? Nah, not really. Never got into that, huh? Nah, not really my bag. You Hasn't know, been yet. Uh, this topic has uh, been kind of in- picking up steam. Of, of trying to legalize psychedelics. Right. And, uh, yeah. Oh. Journey to the center of the mind, my friends. You know, he may be a colossal jerk, but man, Ted Nugent sure can kick ass. you got to separate the art from the artist. You have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come along. Let's go on a trip. I'm feeling the walls melt already. Uh, Mass Live has this uh, story this morning. Uh, in his fourth year of sobriety from drugs and alcohol, Chip McHugh decided to break the law and grow mushrooms in his own home in his bid to avoid a relapse as he experienced a lot of irritability and discontent. Online research led him to learning about the use of psychedelics, psychedelics which McHugh, who is now 14 years sober, credited with changing his life and mending a relationship with his father. McHugh said... It wasn't an easy decision to take the substance at first, but he also chose to keep an open mind in order to improve his life. Uh, I was under the influence of mushrooms, and I had these profound moments where the trauma was being released as I cried and came to an understanding over many hours that my dad was absolutely my hero, <clears throat> McHugh testified during a joint committee at the judiciary hearing on Tuesday afternoon. Several bills before the committee would legalize some natural plants and fungi containing psychedelic uh, compounds. I like fungi. I do, too. They beat the boring ones any day. Yeah. Ensuring people are not penalized for possessing, cultivating, transporting, or using the substances. Compounds like cybicillin, 
Cyacillin, Diplomine, Mescaline, and Ibogaine. That was the, Ibogaine was the one I was telling you about the other day. That's right. About how it's uh, it's it's been known to get people off of opioids, like a lot better, more effective than any other treatment. That I would like to learn a little bit more about the Ibogaine. Uh, well, the ibogaine is the sub, but the, you're talking about the dime triple. <laughs> yeah, that's that, the one. That one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I want to hear more about that. Well, they're they're trying to decriminalize these things, so it's not like they're trying. It's not going to be like the cannabis industry right. where we're trying to legalize it to sell it. The proposal from uh, Representative uh, Nicholas Boldiga would legalize plant medicines for people ages 21 and older, according to the Southwick Republicans' office, and help tackle the country's mental health epidemic. Epidemic. Meanwhile, proposals from Representative Lindsay Sabadosa and Pat Gielen would expand the use of the plant medicine to individuals 18 and older. Gielen, a Somerville Democrat, emphasized the bill is not intended to spur a profitable injury, uh, or industry, un- unlike the legalization of recreational cannabis. Baldiga, a former law enforcement officer, framed the psychedelic substances as a tool for treating post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. in a, quote, profound and transformative way. The compounds had been at the cutting edge of mental health therapy until the Nixon administration, Bibaldiga said, as he lamented government bureaucrats deemed them as having no medical use, yet a high potential for abuse. So uh, I've actually been reading up a lot on, on this, not just uh, not just the psychedelic aspect of it, although the, the there's a lot of anecdotal uh, evidence that, that suggests yeah. that, you know, the microdosing of these of these substances have definitive benefits to people. But there's also been a lot of uh, talk online about the benefits of just mushrooms in general to the, to the point where, you know, there are people discovering that it's not just, you know, regular mushrooms out of a can, but the different mushrooms do different things. It's also, uh, I don't know if you've seen this. uh, And it was actually, one of the things I saw was on a, on a Joe Rogan podcast yeah. where a guy was talking like portobello mushrooms. This is a huge controversy about portobello mushrooms that the raw port- portobello. I mean, there's something in the portobello mushrooms that makes rocket fuel. Really? Yeah. And it, it might not be the healthiest of the mushrooms out there, but there are but there are other mushrooms that have very definitive uh, health benefits, you know, boosting your immune system, lowering blood pressure, losing weight, all these things. So if you consider the health uh, benefits of that mm-hmm. and you weigh them with, uh, with defined dosages of psychedelic mushrooms, you know, like you're medically defined. So you're like, you're, you're not going to go you overdose on it, but it's a, a very small fraction uh, uh, of a dose, then there may be benefits to that too. And some of the things you're talking about have been, you know, largely undeniable for a lot of people who found a real benefit in it. Yeah. And um, I I know quite a few people now who have been using these. There's somebody, somebody's making these and selling them. They're like little chocolate bars full of microdosed psibacillin. Uh, and Again, that's that's the point. This the micro dose. Yeah, you're not talking about eating and then you know, like hearing from your buddies. Oh yeah, we ate a whole bag of mushrooms and then uh, you know, rode on a pony through the center of the town green uh, last week. You know, some kind of weird psychedelic thing like that. This is small little doses, and it's supposed to really kind of invoke these 
things, trauma, post-traumatic stress uh, disorder, mm-hmm. things that would be really helpful for people like soldiers returning from battle. Uh, you, know, you know, all these things that people suffer from depression from. People who have been uh, you know, suffering PTSD for uh, domestic abuse. Right. And, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it because, you know what? The mental health system in this country sucks to begin with. So you might as well try something else. Cybacillin, which uh, you know, has shown some level of success in combating cluster headaches, anxiety, anorexia, OCD, various forms of substance abuse, like you say, post-traumatic stress disorder. There's even some people that, 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 that are suggesting that some of these microdoses may actually be good for people who are suffering from cognitive uh, function issues, you know, whether it's Alzheimer's or other forms of, of dementia. You know, it, it, obviously more study needs to be done on whether or not that's true. And, mm-hmm. and actually, it's, I'm kind of surprised that there's not more of a push to start studying the, the benefits, like true scientific benefits of this and cannabis, because that is surprisingly... Uh, understudied. Yeah, but when because you there's, no, there's no federal funding for that because it's still an illegal drug, which is very stupid to me uh, to to have something that people are seemingly telling you, hey, this has some medical benefit to it. Yeah, you know, it's it's not about cures. Now that we're on the cannabis part, it's not about curing anything. Uh, it's more about comfort. When you have cancer patients who can't eat, you know, marijuana is the thing that invokes the appetite. Yeah. You know, that was the that was the one thing I saw with 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 my late wife was that, you know, she couldn't eat for weeks. She had a, obviously had a tumor in her stomach and couldn't eat at all. Finally took some uh, medical cannabis and ate like an entire plate of food, which was like, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to exactly. keep people healthy. So, I mean, if anything that provides comfort for somebody, I, I don't understand why we wouldn't legalize that. But back to the cybacillin thing, you know, this is seemingly having some really positive results for people. It would be interesting to see them, to, to see some, some data which shows, okay, like let's say you're going to treat de- uh, depression with, uh, with, with psychedelics. Okay, so what's, like, like with any... With any medication, with any pharmaceutical that you're going to give somebody, there's always a side effect. Some are good, some are not good at all, some are horrible. To have that kind of information that says, okay, well, psychedelics do this. So what are the side effects of it? Is it possible that some of these things have less severe side effects and and may not be addictive like like, certain medication? Could someone... You know, you know, titrate off of this stuff. I mean, you well, just, these are the kinds of things that absolutely need to be studied. I mean, I know they don't have uh, your federal dollars going into it, but if you have the, you know, the possibility of at least understanding the power of these kinds of things, wouldn't you think there'd be some federal money that said, let's just check to be sure. Yeah. One way or another, if it if it winds up being too dangerous, we can always say, okay, well then that's it. No, it's but but it's this taboo thing because these things have been illegal for so long that you know it gets pushed to the side where you're never going to have any research done on it right. because you know you can't pump any federal money into it because it's still illegal. So then people just automatically assume, oh my god, scary psychedelic drugs. 
Yes, they can be if you take too many of them and all that stuff. But, but again, if it's a, we're, if it's a we're medic- talking about yeah, a medically supervised right. amount, this, then you'd be fine. This guy, uh, Boldiga, invoked Massachusetts General Hospital Center for Neuroscience of Psychedelics, which opened in February of 2021. When you when you finally start having government get involved in this, it's kind of like okay, f- the wheels are in motion to to try to get this passed, right? Uh, psychedelics aren't uh, slated to be widely accessible due to steep costs, but they can provide immense potential benefit for certain conditions, said Dr. Franklin King, who's the director of training and education at the center. He said it's impossible, it's almost impossible to overdose on any psychedelics, and it's biologically impossible to become addicted to them. They don't have addictive properties like other drugs do, like opioids or nicotine or any right. other kind of thing that would get you uh, addicted to it. The substances are at, at issue are effective at treating anxiety and depression, among other psychological conditions. And they had all these doctors and everything testify at this hearing yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see if we can progress on this and uh, maybe get some legalization for it. You know, one of the things that's absolutely true about, like, antidepressants is that not every medication works the same way on everybody. Everyone yeah. needs, like, a different—it's almost like a— it's almost like a crapshoot. It's a hit or miss type of situation. Mm-hmm. You know, certain dosages or a certain you know, uh, uh, you know, certain medications interact with other medications that may be good, maybe get, maybe bad. You know, if this is one more tool in 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 dealing with people who are suffering with depressive disorders or anxiety or you know whatever it may be, we should absolutely be doing whatever we can. To get into this and have real discussions about whether this stuff, you know, should be available. I think it should be. If you can, if you can give somebody one more opportunity to, to go through life without the the the, the burden of depression or anxiety or OCD or PTSD, I think you have to treat it, you know, very seriously. I think I think it's absolutely necessary. Uh, and every every dose should come with a copy of the Amboy Duke's oh. Journey to the Center of the Mind. You're not you're not kidding about that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Ooh, Ooh, riding a unicorn through space, baby. Let's go. Come along if you dare. Whee! It's seven twenty four with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House. Liberty. It's seven twenty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast. Um. You know, it's uh, there was something I was going to say, and now I can't remember. Well, what was it? I don't know. Well, did it, do you remember the topic? Uh, no. Um, was this about you owe me fifty bucks? How did you remember I owed you fifty bucks? You don't. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe maybe a bite. You know what it is? I think uh, there's something about the summertime that screws up the sleep schedule for me. Mm. And, and then have you know because it's lighter later. You know, yeah. it's obviously uh, by next week, it'll be, what, 930 by the time the sun goes down? And then it'll start, you know, getting earlier and earlier. Yeah, right. But uh, it throws my sleep cycle off, like the whole daylight thing. I don't, by the time I'm in bed, yeah, usually like around 8 o'clock, you know, that's when I start the process of falling asleep. Takes, you know, could take 20 minutes, could take an hour, it all yeah. depends. By the time uh, I'm in bed. I don't, you know, the, the, the shades are drawn, you know, there's no outdoor light coming into the right. room. It's dark. So I'm usually exhausted. So I don't let that bother me. If, if I'm tired, I'm falling asleep no matter how much sunlight there is. Right. Yeah. See, it bothers me. And yeah. I can't, uh, it's not that I can't 
I can't fall asleep because of the daylight. It just throws my whole like cycle off. Yes. It sucks. I understand. And then when you when you when, you know you don't get home until eight o'clock at night, and then uh, you know you're trying to wind down, you don't fall asleep till ten, then you gotta mm-hmm. get up at three thirty, and then all of a sudden it's a it's a nightmare. Aren't, it's a nightmare. Aren't you thrilled that your kids are not playing like in a championship or well, you know further postseason games? Aren't you thrilled by that? This is why I told you earlier that I said to my kid, "I'm glad you're not too much of an overachiever," because. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> your lack of ambition yeah. is the best thing that could happen to you. Sometimes it's okay not to do your best. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. a half-assed effort is all that's really required. Yeah. Dad wants to get to sleep earlier at night. <laughs> you know, I know this is your softball team, but let's not make this all about yeah, you, your needs. Yeah, let's make it about everybody else's needs. Yeah, particularly, all... your, particularly your old man. By the way, it's going to yeah. be Father's Day coming up soon, and I expect to be compensated. Yes, uh, I expect uh, you to not bother me. Let me let me sleep at least <laughs> for one night. I'm watching golf. Yeah. That's it. We're watching golf. Golf? Golf sucks. Yes, it does, and we're watching it. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A nice morning out there with a blend of sunshine and clouds. Any fog will burn off quickly. A cool, comfortable start will warm quickly into the middle and upper 70s this afternoon. Clouds will start to billow up and watch out for some showers and thunderstorms for mid-afternoon as we go into the evening. A storm or two could be on the strong to severe side. As we go into the evening, any showers and storms will come to an end. Partial clearing overnight, some patchy fog. Temperatures will fall into the 50s. For tomorrow, we'll have sunshine mixed with clouds. A pleasant day. Highs in the upper 70s. Can't roll out a stray shower. Bulk of us stay dry. Another chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms Friday afternoon with temperatures in the middle and upper 70s. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. The Free Music Friday Concert Series is back at MGM all summer long at the Plaza at MGM Springfield. Every Friday from 7.30 to 9, you can enjoy live local music, fun, and food trucks. This week, it's Trailer Trash. Today's modern country music and a whole hell of a lot more. If you've never seen a free Music Friday concert series show, do it this weekend at the MGM Plaza. You will have a ton of fun. And check out the full lineup of who's playing this summer. Head over to MGMSpringfield.com. Back in Black, Night Train, Johnny Sixgun, Bryn Cartelli, Aquanet, and many more. It's Free Music Friday this Friday with Trailer Trash, 730 to 9, all summer long on Rock from MGM Springfield. Having a hard time with your mental health or substance use? You have options. The 24-7 Behavioral Health Helpline is your front door to care. Call 833-773-2445 to speak with a trained staff member and get connected to the support you need. Want to see someone right away? Visit mass.gov cbhcs to find your local community behavioral health center, a service of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. It's Lee's Skyrocket into Summer Sale. The all-American summer vacation begins in your own RV from Lee's. Yes, nothing is better than celebrating independent camping with your family. Lee's RV makes it more fun and affordable than ever with easy financing for as little as $169 a month. Lee's RV, Ellington, Connecticut. Home to nine acres of fun. The Skyrocket into Summer Sale ends June 30th. Family-owned, deal directly with the owners. Lee'sAutoAndRV.com. Ellington. You have an office in Hartford? Do you have an office furniture store? There's an office furniture store just north of Hartford that's on its way to becoming Hartford's office furniture store. Conklin Office Furniture, the big office furniture showroom, warehouse, and design center in Holyoke. Conklin doesn't have a showroom in Hartford. Someday, maybe. 
But Conklin has something better. The New England Office Furniture Brain Trust. Randy, Jeff, Ariel, Tony, and Jimmy Mack. Yes, Conklin comes to you. And they don't just come with tape measures and catalogs. They come with ideas. What are your options? What has worked for other companies? Call Conklin. Book an appointment. Then, when you're ready to see the desks, workstations, and conference room furniture, Conklin's just a short drive up I-91. Conklin Office Furniture. The big office furniture showroom, warehouse, and design center on Appleton in Holyoke, Mass. 733 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A 16-year-old student has died following an accident involving a tractor-trailer truck on Sykes Street in Palmer Tuesday afternoon. Palmer police said they were called to a serious crash involving a tractor-trailer and a passenger vehicle along Route 181, also known as Sykes Street, around 2.20 p.m., the crash location was in the area of Pathfinder Regional Vocational High School. Police said that the crash resulted in the death of a 16-year-old Pathfinder student who was exiting school property when their car was struck broadside on the driver's side by the tractor-trailer. The student's name is not being released at this time. Pathfinder Tech said that personnel have been working uh, to notify all students and parents and will have support services available for our students and staff today. Officials said that the tractor-trailer driver uh, was not injured and is cooperating with investigators, and it is under investigation by multiple uh, agencies. Uh, the Ludlow School Committee uh, met Tuesday evening to continue their conversation regarding a proposed library book ban. The, this proposed policy is derived from a policy already in place in some Pennsylvania schools. The proposal lists restrictions for books, including those which have visual or written sexual content. Learning and reading about sexual parts and sexual acts in no way makes a person a sexual predator or serial killer. That just doesn't happen, said meeting attendee Eleanor Kelleher. Our children and young people need to learn about their own biology in order to protect themselves. One in ten children are sexually abused by adults in their lives, so this is power. This allows them to protect themselves. Another meeting will be held to discuss the proposal, but that date has not yet been decided. Again... You know, I know uh, whenever you hear about, uh, you know, books being pulled out of uh, people's hands, we all go a little bit bananas over the idea that it's a, a censorship issue. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if it is in this case. That's that's I don't know. I am uh, I am almost willing to consider the idea that this is just about what is age appropriate and what is not. And then deciding which one of the four libraries in town uh, in town these books should go to or not go to. There's and I gotta tell you, the, I, I'll give you a stack of books that I—I uh, I don't think any kid should read. Yeah, like Catcher in the Rye, oh. Our Town, or any of those other stupid ones that we had to read. I had to read the Canterbury Tales. What a load of garbage that was! You know what? Uh, can't we just have the Cliff's Notes on everything? Just a whole library full of Cliff's Notes. Give me a library full of Cliff's Notes. I'll start going back to a library. They don't call them Cliff's Notes anymore. The they Monarch them, Notes. They call them that, Monarchs. Is that what they are? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't had to fake reading a book in a long time. You know what? I had to fake read Cliff's Notes. That's how lazy <laughs> I was. Like, what? Do you, I don't even understand. What, what's it? What's a synopsis? <laughs> what is this? <coughs> Wait a minute. This uh, this uh, this Cliff's Notes is uh, two hundred pages for a book that's two hundred and seventy-five pages. Oh my God. Why not just read the book? Yeah, right. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't want to do that. 
after naming an interim superintendent, the East Hampton School Committee is yet to confirm the deal. Oh, boy. Let uh, me guess. Someone uh, referred them as, uh, as ladies. Maybe. Again. The motion to hire former Worcester superintendent Maureen Benenienda as interim superintendent passed unanimously on Monday night as East Hampton Public Schools moved closer to filling this vacancy. Mm. The committee chairperson explained where contract negotiations currently stand with Benenienda. Uh, chairperson of the East Hampton School Committee, Cynthia Kwasinski, said, I was hoping that we would be finished today, but we're not going to be finished and we will be scheduling another executive session to reveal the contract. Yeah, but as you know, uh, unanimous decisions mean nothing in East Hampton. You know, if you had just done your job right the first time, you wouldn't be talking about this and we'd be talking about something else. Yeah, we actually would probably wouldn't be talking about East Hampton at all. No. You wouldn't have been under the microscope. No. The microaggression scope. I know some of you are angry at us, but I think you should be looking at yourselves in the mirror. Uh, two Springfield men were identified as the victims in the deadly shooting on Union Street. The Hamden DA's office identified the victims as 19-year-old Alexander Rodriguez and 40-year-old Kadir Moultrie, both of Springfield. On June 7th, officers were called to an apartment on the 200 block of Union Street for a report of two bodies. When officers arrived, two bodies of adult men were found to have suffered from gunshot wounds. The uh, homicide unit and the Hamden DA's murder unit are conducting the investigation. If you have any information, you're asked to uh, call the Springfield Police or the text the tip line. Uh, the dumping of hazardous chemicals at a long metal playground over the weekend has resulted in burn-like injuries in two young children, but police uh, said they are still trying to find who is responsible for pouring muriatic acid down three different slides at Bliss Park Playground, and now they're looking for the public's health. Help. Again, there's no danger to the public, said Ludlow, or I'm sorry, Long Meadow Police Captain Carl Mazzaferro. We're just looking to see if anyone saw anything. They're asking if anybody has any surveillance footage in the area, like ring cam uh, footage or anybody uh, Well, I mean, there's, there's a couple of houses across the street, but, I mean, well, that's it. Yeah, but you think about how they piece together this stuff. You know, sometimes they can piece to get, well, okay, we saw these same people mm -hmm. unidentified on this video on this street, then they were on this street. You can kind of map it out if you can, if you if you have the right uh, right tools. You know yeah, what I, I mean? suppose. Uh, it was a frightening uh, situation for Ashley uh, Thielen when she and, uh, said her two young children suffered burn burn like blisters. I can't understand why anybody would do something like this. And then they go on to the story and tell how the kid went down the slide and the kid starts screaming and the mother's freaking out. That's scary. That's a scary thing to be. <laughs> when your kid is freaking out saying, I'm burning, and you're just looking at it going, "What? Is, it's just water on yeah. the slide. Of course it's scary. Yeah. The, whole, the whole thing is frightening. This whole story, this story bugs the hell out of me because it's like, you know, you're innocently uh, you know, letting your kid go down a, a slide in a... In a, in a park that you probably go to all the time without any problems at all. And then all of a sudden, like, this happens. And it's like, how do you not freak the hell out as a parent? I'd be I'd be out of my mind right now. You, you, you have to. You do. It's ridiculous. You got to be vigilant. Now you got to check every little puddle at the uh, at the end. I have to do soil testing every time my kids go outside. I don't think you're doing that. You're not well, my kids are testing. my kids are a little old for that right now. But, you know, even still. Uh, you know, they say dads are the hardest people to buy for Father's Day. Well, really not. 38% of people say their dad is the hardest person to shop for. Uh, obviously, Father's Day is coming on Sunday, and if you're a lot of people, you're struggling to come up with a gift for dad. 
38% say their dad is the most challenging person to shop for compared to just 15% who said it was their mom was the problem. Uh, the report also had a list of 10 things that dads supposedly really want for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. A meal out. That'd be good. A wine. Eh, I guess prefer so. The, prefer the meal out. Or a well-thought day out. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that's I'd consider that. And uh, books. Cliff's no. notes, please. No, yeah. no, no books. Craft beer. Yeah, okay, maybe. Tickets to a game. Yeah, maybe. An aftershave. No. No. Don't get aftershave. Don't that get that. That's a, a that's a dumb gift. Uh, your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny and then uh, thunderstorms possible this afternoon with a high of 77. Sunny tomorrow with a high of 79. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. We see the world for more than what it is. We see everything it can be. <laughs> Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 748. And... Come on now, Def Leppard. Come on, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Stop, it. stop. stop the song. Stop the song. Stop, stop it. Ugh. It's uh, 748 with yeah. Def Leppard on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny uh, for today, but could see a chance of some thunderstorms later on this afternoon. And a high of 77 tomorrow. Uh, sunny with a high of 79. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Imagine if you would, being one word away from winning $1,000 from Rock 102. I'm imagining that. I, I'm imagining it, too. I, can ima- I can't imagine them ever writing a check to say an employee, but for a listener, they'll be happy to do it. Uh, 8 o'clock, 11, 2, and 5 o'clock today. That's when the keyword to cash will be announced. Listen for the keyword uh, coming up in just a little bit. We will, you will enter that keyword into rock102.com. Got to do it before midnight, and uh, you can play every weekday for your chance to win 1000 bucks. All brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Kim Keogh, the Nielsen team, Livian Keller-Williams, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready? I am ready. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, for the second day in a row, there was another hometown championship win. The Las Vegas Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup last night in Game 5 against the Florida Panthers. It was a high-scoring Game 2. Vegas won nine to three. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. football score. Here's the final call. Twenty seconds remaining. The Golden Knights start to celebrate on their bench. The silver trophy to the Golden Knights. <laughs> you, you, you imagine that you're the Florida Panthers. Okay, you're riding high. You beat yeah. the Bruins. You're on the you're in the Stanley Cup Finals. You could be winning your first championship. And you lose game five, nine to three. Well, uh, that's literally having your ass handed to you on a silver platter and say, enjoy this. Well, sometimes it happens. You know, uh, you get all the way to the big dance and then you lose it. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to lose in a Stanley Cup final, lose like, you know, like three to two, one to nothing, you know, two, you know, two, three to two, something like that. Something that's reasonable. Nine to three. That's like uh, that's like a kid game. It's like a like, it a, is. like a junior high game, nine to three. <laughs> it's it's very much like that. Uh, clip number two: a thermal engineer and restaurant. Is it restaurant tier or restaurant tour? Tour, tour, tour. Invented pizza vending machines. They're able to heat pizzas to precise specifications on the spot. Here's Tony Riviera, the co-founder of Slices USA, talking about his new pizza invention. I had a mission, and the mission was to build a 
pizza machine that becomes hands-free to make the best pizza on the planet. And I think we've achieved that. With my partner, who is a thermal engineer, we started working on the different types of heating that would be needed for our machine. We put it into his concept, and when the pizza came out, I was just in complete shock. No, not gonna, no, no. Uh, pizza out of a vending machine? Uh, no. Yeah. No thanks. Um, I'm I'm sure it's a great idea, uh, you know, on paper. But if the pizza sucks, it ain't worth sticking around all that time to get a, a hot piece of pizza. Uh, I remember uh, being with my kids like I don't know, like a year ago, and there was an ice cream vending machine in the mall that uh, obviously looks like. Like it's a like out- a soft serve machine? No, no, no. It's 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 like an ice. It's like you know the the, the Mr. Uh, uh, what's the, what do I want to call it? Uh, good humor. Guys. Good humor. The good humor. Sure. It's like things like that, like the eclair bars and the creamsicles. Oh yeah, yeah. But it looks like it, it either like went out of the power went out on the machine at some point, mm-hmm. or it's over frosted or something, and it was like gross. Yeah. Like don't eat that. I wouldn't eat that. There's other there's other places we can yeah. go for ice cream. That's what I'm saying. Like, how long has the machine been serviced? When was the last time it was stocked? Yeah. Is this like what's the pizza vending machine? Like who cleans that? It's yeah. What gross. what happens if someone doesn't order a certain kind of pizza? Does it sit in there for a week or two before it gets thrown away? Pretty much like in my house. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it gets sit in the refrigerator. Oh, well, who's gonna eat that? I'll eat it tomorrow. I'll eat around the mold. Five days later. Oh, go throw it out. Uh, the man who owns the Area 51 Nevada license plate, that guy who got that, that guy. one, is being bombarded with tickets because people have been buying fake novelty plates, putting them on their car, then they go through the tolls across the country with the phony plates, and then he gets the bill. <laughs> Here's Chris, the owner of the license plate, talking about why he's getting so many tickets. I'm the owner of the real Nevada Area 51 license plate. I've had state agencies coming after me for seven years, harassing me with fraudulent debt and even the threat of an arrest warrant in my name. It's because people from all over this country are buying fake Nevada Area 51 plates (laughs) and mounting them to their cars, driving through a toll, and then guess who gets the bill? I do. how How much does this jackass have to pay to get that vanity plate? Probably. Well, I don't know how much you have to pay. I think it's just by luck of the draw. If you get it and nobody else has it, then you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I but mean, but like like remember those they were doing those low number plates in Massachusetts for a while, and there was like yeah. a lottery, and it was really expensive to get one. There's like almost like a like a real value to having yeah. that kind of vanity Which plate. Is dumb. It's totally dumb. Yeah. And and yet you know here's a guy, you, you know crying because all of a sudden everyone's picking on me you know what you make a good point Bex. who are those people that own those low number plates and and why if anybody's out there listening and you have own a low number plate you're part of a group of (laughs) douchebags like that's like another douchey thing like oh i can't wait to get the low number plate now I'm just picturing some guy sitting at an intersection right now in Springfield and everybody looking at him because he's got low <laughs> number plates and he's just hiding his face. I can't let anybody see that I'm doing this. I used to love the Bax and Nagel show. Yeah. Then I realized they think I'm a douchebag. Well, I told you about the red-haired guy, right? 
Remember I told yes. you about the guy with with the gingivitis, and I yeah. was talking about people with red hair have no soul, yeah. and you know, and if you drive a big pickup truck, you have a small <laughs> penis. So this guy approaches me in the store the one day, this red haired guy, and he's like, "Just want to let you know, uh, I have red hair, and I drive an F three fifty. Thanks a lot." Like it was my fault. Yeah, like it's, it's your yeah, it's fault. My, he got, yeah, he got hit with a double whammy of, of bad genetics. It's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not God. I'm just pointing out God's mistakes. That's all. You soulless red-haired child. <laughs> yeah. It was Steve Nagel's fault yeah. that you have the red-headed yeah. micro-penis. Yeah, You're I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. How that's, dare that's, you, that's Steve Nagel? my fault. Yeah. Uh, dancers at a strip club in Portland have unionized in an effort to make their work environment safer. Here are Hazel, Daphne, and Creature talking about some of the reasons they wanted to join the union. We're here to make a change, to like show club owners that we deserve safety and it's important that we have it. And we recently uh, voted to unionize. The stage was not supplied with even flooring, which is dangerous when you're wearing giant heels and the pole wasn't properly installed either, which can be very dangerous. We want a security guard. Dedicated. Certified, dedicated security guard. Your OSHA demands from the strippers. <laughs> you know, no, see, idea, no idea there's so many occupational hazards in that line the, of work. The problem is you get a union involved. Now you got uh, you got people who are on the top of the seniority yeah. list. Do you really want that as having the one of uh, the prime shifts? You know what's going to happen? What? You're going to have one woman working the brass pole while five of them stand around watching her having coffee. Yeah, it's 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 the strip club DPW. <laughs> it's not my shift. Yeah, not, not my turn. She can take that. That thing it's double ended yeah, yeah yeah she's she's gonna do the lap dance the rest of us are gonna have another cup but you, you know you know it's like it's like uh, major league baseball when they when they make safety changes and then all of a sudden you see a batter wearing a face mask <laughs> and you're like wait a minute this doesn't look right hey this is not part of the game some of those strippers in the daylight yeah. better off with a mask absolutely <laughs> uh it is 757 and that is now hear this with Bax and nagel on rock 102 and now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, there are 12 teams in the NHL that have never won the Stanley Cup. 12 of them. Some of them have been around for a while, too. The Buffalo Sabres have been around for 57 years. They haven't won squat. The Vancouver Canucks have been around for 53 years. They haven't even gotten close. And the Winnipeg Jets? Don't get me started on that debacle. And yet, despite the NHL being loaded with the haves and have-nots etched on the side of the Stanley Cup, it's only taken the Las Vegas Golden Knights six seasons to get their first Stanley Cup championship. Last night, the Golden Knights didn't just beat the Florida Panthers in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. They disemboweled the Panthers. They crushed their souls, ripped their beating hearts right out of their bodies, stomped on their stunned little faces, and stripped them of their tender mortal coil with a final score of 9-3. Let me say that again. The Golden Knights scored 9 goals, Florida 3. Apparently, somebody forgot to remind the Florida Panthers that they were 
not only on the brink of elimination, but the entire point of professional uh, postseason hockey is to not lose important games by six goals. I could even make the case that losing less important games should never be lost to this by that many goals, too. And yet the Florida Panthers, a team that defeated the heavily favored Boston Bruins in the first round of the playoffs, found a way to do it anyway. So after just six years, the Las Vegas Golden Knights have won their first Stanley Cup. Now you might wonder how things might have been different had the Bruins not soiled themselves in the opening round. Would Vegas still be hoisting the cup if things had been different? Well, the answer to that question is moot, because that, my disappointed friends, is not what happened. And in hindsight, perhaps it's for the best that it didn't, because any team is going to rack up nine goals to win the cup in five games is probably not a team that you want to be screwing around with. So in a perverse way, perhaps this is the best for everybody involved, including us, because if that had been us in that game, that would have been painful. But hey, and MMI Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bacon and eggs in the Blackstone. Imagine that. The Blackstone 4-Burner Outdoor Griddle is only 500 bucks all month long at Rocky's. Plus, you get the Blackstone Breakfast Kit absolutely free. Breakfast goes outdoors with a Blackstone Griddle that you got from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8-11. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 79. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, it is now time for me to give you the keyword to cash. See, I told you I was going to do it on time oh, today. you remembered. I did. Uh, today, the keyword is the word flag. That's flag. F. L-A-G. Go to the Keyword to Cash contest page on rock102.com. Enter flag for your chance to win $1,000. You'll have until midnight tonight to enter in the uh, enter the, uh, the word for your chance to win a grand. $1,000 keyword flag. F-L-A-G. Good luck from Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, last weekend, pretty damn busy weekend in the city of Springfield. The uh, Mass Live put up a story last night, which I thought was really very interesting and very cool to hear. Between the Iron Man uh, competition, the uh, the Tina Fey Amy Poehler show at the Mass Mutual Center, two shows from uh, you know Bruno Mars, it brought in and a psychic medium and too. A, and a psychic at the Aria Ballroom at, at MGM. It brought in three and a half million dollars in spending to the region over a four day period of time. That's according to uh, Sean Dolan, the uh, the GM of the Mass Mutual Center a figure that came from Tourism Economics, an Oxford economics company that analyzes data of visitors and events. And the company relies on things like the number of visitors, uh, hotel occupancy, even cell phone data coming from Springfield's downtown over that four-day span. Um, with all the things that happen, it, uh, it just, I mean, just for example, the Ironman competition uh, brought in 1,400 athletes to the region. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's a lot of people coming to Springfield all at once. It's you're talking about hotel rooms, you're talking about restaurants, you're talking about Ubers, you're talking about all kinds of of things impacted by those kind of events. Yeah. Now, there's a couple other things that are that are happening where uh you could say, "All right, well all these things, you know, could potentially bring people downtown." For example, did you realize that this weekend is the Worthy Brewfest? No, I didn't know that. That's on uh the 17th. What is that? Uh Saturday. Saturday. So there's that. The next big event 
is uh, the Hooplandia three-on-three basketball tournament, which is happening at the Hall of Fame yeah. and at the, the Big, Big e. e. So then you're going to have a couple, you know, they're talking about hundreds or if not or thousands of basketball players yeah. in town for the for those two days. Now, granted, we're going to split some of that with West Springfield, but same difference. It's bringing them. It's bringing money into the into the region. This week, it's still Restaurant Week in Springfield, and all these things are having an incremental impact on the economy of what goes on, at least in the downtown area. But as you know, there's other areas of the city that are also seeing some development and new businesses emerging and and all of a sudden there's kind of a change in culture in some of the areas of springfield it's a renaissance i think we're a little bit shy of saying it's a a renaissance but i think we are on the cusp of Uh, getting there uh, what what is what is the definition of a renaissance then to me a definition of a of of a municipal renaissance is not just fixated on a single four-day weekend Mm -hmm. but the effort that it takes to continue those kinds of events throughout a better part of the year i mean you're also what was the other one thing i was thinking about the fourth of july fireworks yeah same thing you know there have been times when you have you know uh you know multiple events going on at once and all the people say oh you know going downtown is going to be a zoo yeah but you're going to wind up having fun when you're down there and you know, this is the kind of thing where if you can get three and a half million dollars into the local economy in just four days, yeah. imagine what you could do if you put that kind of effort into a, into you know, new programming, uh, you know, new sources of entertainment all year long. Imagine what that would do to the city of Springfield. Yeah, it would be awesome. And uh, we're doing it, you know. We're doing it, but you, know, you, you still need to see more growth. I mean, just, there's not another good show coming to the Mass Mutual Center for quite a while. I mean, I think uh, I think the Santana show is the next one, but I don't think that's happening until either August or September. It's not like there's like a regular flow of entertainment coming in into the Mass Mutual Center for a while. Well, well what is that about? Is that about the, you know, the uh, territorial concert contracts where performers can't perform within X amount of miles of you know, like the like the what's the what is it called the Xfinity Center? Yeah, like you can't uh, perform within fifty miles and within six months of uh, you performing here. Right. Well, I'm sure that uh, that geographic situation still exists to a certain degree, but with MGM operating or or overseeing the the Mass Mutual Center, I'm not sure if those same kind of geographical restrictions are still applicable. Uh, yeah, listen, I mean, you got Santana coming up. When is that? Uh, it's August 6th. Yep. And then Bill Burr is coming as yeah. well the following week. So you do have kind of, you know, a, a kind of a flow of, of events going on. And then those, you have the those, Big E that comes to the region in September and October. No no doubt right. about it. I'm just saying that it's it's too bad that, you know, there, there's not more in between those two events. Santana's going to be a great show. Bill Burr. What is he? Uh, I think he's got yeah two nights. He's got a Saturday and well, Sunday. Here, here's the positive thing about having like a, a jam packed weekend like we just had. It opens other. It opens people's eyes to other events that are going on, like this Worthy Brew Fest. The right. thing is like, hey, you know what? You like uh, what's going on here downtown? Come back next Saturday. We got the Worthy Brew Fest going on. It's kind of like you know perpetually self promoting yourself by having at least one major event yeah. uh, through a weekend. I mean, Bruno Mars. 
the sold out crowds, right? Both nights. Both nights. Yeah. And so, so will Bill Burr. And and there's a August and October date for him. It's not back to back nights. Yeah. Yeah. You also have the uh, the stuff that's going on in the plaza at MGM. Now, you know, say what you want. Uh, those shows get great crowds. They do. And people are having fun. And that's the whole point of what I'm trying to get at here is that, you know, Springfield is, uh, you know, I can't say that it's hit that renaissance, but it's off and running. And you're, you're, you're sensing there's a different vibe to the city than it's had, say, like five years ago. Or like, you know, three years ago, for that matter, things are finally starting to come around and people are realizing, hey, you know what? For all the the stories out there that that said that, you know, downtown is a horribly deadly place to be hanging out. um, I'm having a really good time tonight. But it used to be. And I think that people like, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, I went downtown Springfield reluctantly because there was not a lot. There was not a whole lot to do other than drink at a bar like there. You know, you can go down and have a couple of cocktails in Stern Square. And uh, but most of those places were closing up around that time, about 15 years ago. Yeah, things were, were shuttering. Now it's like. You want to go downtown. You're like, there's things yeah. to do downtown. Worthington Street is pretty yeah. cool. You know, Bridge Street is emerging too. That's, you know, th- there's more things going on in Bridge Street right now. Mm-hmm. You're seeing all kinds of development and growth. I mean, even you know, as you as you go to like the uh, the South End, some of that is starting to get, you know, you know one of the things that's like, you know, we haven't really talked about this, but this is actually a really important uh, inclusion into downtown, which people have not really discovered yet. The big Y Express they put in Tower Square. Mm-hmm. A lot of cities around the country have great success with marketplaces going in. Yeah, you know, not just grocery stores, but you know, places with like prepared foods and all that other stuff. But but to have them in downtown areas, a lot of cities have. You know, it, it makes that city thrive when people have the opportunity to shop and get food down there on you know quickly and on the go. That's a big addition to downtown that i don't think people have fully discovered yet but they will and it's a really important uh you know change to the city i think the the idea of a grocery store in a in a metro area is a really good idea you think about all the people that are kind of you know stuck you know in that because we're not just talking about downtown you're talking about like you know the mcknight neighborhood and all those yeah. all those places too that are deserving of having like supermarkets and things like that, where yeah. these people don't have to travel, you know, across the river to West Springfield. You were you were at Chris Marion's uh, uh, grand opening at the Gasoline Alley. Yeah. At Gasoline Alley. Now there's now there's a perfectly good example of another part of town that's that's changing its culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool places down in Gasoline Alley. A lot of them, and you. Know, I mean, Chris Marion's opened a, like a photo studio down there. He's opened up a photo studio. It's very, very cool. Yeah, there's a there's a hair salon there. There's a, there's coffee, a shop. coffee shop. There's a, there's all kinds of. There's stuff a lot going. of stuff that's going on. It's very cool. I think that's important. Now you're starting to see some of other areas of, of town that are also starting to benefit from some real economic development. You know what? It's nice back to see Max. It's nice to see you happy again. Steve, it's taken. You were so almost, depressed well, about this city thing for years, and now you're, well, you're, you're finally you got a, a smile on your face and a spring in your step, and you're be bopping all over town, uh, being a cheerleader for the city of Springfield. Well, it's been a tough three and a half years. I have to yeah, tell you, I really it, feel really? like I've had my my nuts kicked in a few times. I, I'm not sure what you're referring really. To you haven't yeah, think, yeah. well. I'll, let me let me map that out on an abacus for you. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll uh, you know <laughs> we'll put that on put the whiteboard and I'll show you. But listen. 
I know, I know you're, you want something to happen every weekend. But it's starting to happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, we're, we're getting there. Piece by piece, step by step, it's growing. Er, er, See, these some of these events would not have happened pre-COVID or or last year at all. They just wouldn't have happened. And now all of a sudden, events are coming back, and you know now you're seeing the momentum, and that's that's what the city has been begging for for years. People want to be out again. That's what it really comes down to. Oh man, I can't tell you how much I want to bust out sometimes. So. You know, you could say that the pandemic actually helped the city of Springfield. Pandemic's the best thing that's ever happened to any of us. Oh, you know, that whole thing I yeah. w- for two whole years. Yeah, the start of it wasn't so hot, yeah. but that the last year or so of it was, uh, yeah, all... all ah, come on. Like unicorns th- and rainbows. We're thriving. We're thriving. <laughs> it's 822 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Live in... See for yourself. Call or text 533-0481 or go to DaveMinerRoofing.com. It's eight tw- almost 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny today with a chance of some thunderstorms later this afternoon. The high is 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high is 79. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is uh, Larry Meislevic. He is the, uh, the drummer for... Uh, the band Skafish, which was the first new wave punk and avant-garde band out of Chicago back in the uh, in the mid '70s. Fascinating story about that band. But he also played for two years with Iggy Pop on the road. Larry has got a load of really unbelievable stories, and uh, you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Rock102.com. Next week, I got a really cool one that'll uh, tell you more about tomorrow. But Baxi's musical podcast is brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Find them online at ZNMHomes.com from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, have you ever uh, done anything that feels strangely illegal, but even though it's not and it's just normal everyday thing? Um, I'm sure I have. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Some uh, people talking about this online, like walking through a store and leaving without buying anything. I always imagine I'm about to be tackled on the way out. No, I don't. I don't feel bad about that. I don't feel bad about that either. Walking into a restaurant, changing your mind, and walking back out—that I've done. I don't feel good about. Yeah, because it's almost like you feel like you're insulting the people that uh, run the restaurant. Oh, I don't like this crappy food. <laughs> Bye. Whenever I've had to leave a restaurant and the owner sees me and I've got a real legitimate good reason yeah. for leaving because, uh, you know, for I don't want to make anyone feel awkward or uncomfortable, yeah. uh, the owner has always been understood. Uh, owning a flamethrower. I've never owned a flamethrower. I have that album by Jay Giles. It's a good one. Yeah. It is a good one. Um, so I don't know what it feels like to own one. Uh, it actually is illegal in two states. They're banned in Maryland and require a permit in California. But man, wouldn't it be cool owning one? But in Massachusetts, you can have one. Yeah. All you right. Flamethrower. Yeah. Didn't you? Weren't you telling me that's how you were getting rid of weeds? You had some guy come over and do that. Um. No, I, I was considering it. I was trying yeah. to figure out a way to do it, and uh, flamethrower was an option. And I and I considered it for a little while, and I thought, you know, listen, I I can't even weed whack. Yeah, I, I, should I, know. Know. I don't know if a, a flamethrower in my hands is such a good idea. That, I was just going to say, that's beyond my danger level. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't... I might want to use one just to try one if somebody has one. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to use it, like, every weekend because no, it's no. fun. Or, or or to even buy one because you know you're only going to use it once and never use it again. Right, exactly. Yeah, I thought you bought a flamethrower. Why you still got weeds coming through your cracks here? I don't know. Got lazy. <laughs> Didn't want to use it anymore. <laughs> 
Uh, Ran out of propane. Didn't feel like changing the tank. This is the one I can kind of relate to. Breaking up banana bunches at the grocery store to get the exact number of bananas you want. You ever see like they have like a bunch of like six or eight bananas? Yeah. You only need four because they're going to go bad. You know they're going to go bad. So you only take four off. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's weird though. I, it's a weird thing to do because in your head, it's a bunch of bananas, whether yeah. there's six or five or however many are in the bunch. Right. And then to, well, to break off one. Well, is, one's a, well, yeah, one is a little uh, a little suspect. Okay, but, but even two. Suppose I broke off four out of a bunch of eight. That might be a little bit different. I don't know. It just feels kind of weird to do that i don't feel really all that bad about it one one maybe but like you know three or four i don't have a big problem holding eye contact with a stranger it depends on how long you're holding the eye contact for like yeah more than five seconds i'm more uh i'm i'm less concerned about having the eye contact Mm -hmm. uh but more concerned about the people that don't provide eye right, contact right, that that, that i find very uh very unnerving making a cup of coffee inside putting it in a ceramic mug and walking around outside drinking from it it's not a travel mug there's no lid lid it felt illegal for some reason <laughs> again these aren't actual yeah. illegal things these are just things telling your barber that you don't like the haircut that's always probably a hard one to do because they just they just finished their artwork yeah and then you don't like their artwork. I used to have a barber that uh, you know has since passed, but he was a great barber ten years before he died. And I kept going to him, and then the the haircuts became progressively worse. Oh yeah, as he aged, and it's like, yeah, I felt bad going to another barber. That you know that feels worse than telling a barber that's a bad cut because you can walk out of there and not even say anything about the cut. Yeah. But the day you start seeing another barber, that's when you feel like you're cheating. Yeah, and you don't like like I shouldn't be doing this, but I gotta go to another barber. You know, imagine getting caught by your barber. Yeah, by your original barber. Yeah. He sees you out at a like a young, fresh barber shop yeah. guy. Like that's definitely an Enzo. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely Enzo, right there. What are you doing? You cheating on me? Yeah, I'm what? sorry, your barber side isn't doing it for me anymore. <laughs> You've been drinking that stuff, haven't yeah. you? You've been drinking it straight out of the jar. That's why your lips are all blue. You're not dying. You're you're intoxicated by barbicide. That's gross. It is gross. But it is. hey, hey, it's 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 antiseptic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I have you ever had to do that? Go to us like start seeing another barber because you just had to. It was it was time. It was no, a time of that barber I've nev- divorce. I've never really had like long-term like like that's one of those things that I've never like had the guy to go to or the, yeah. or the person to go to. I I just kind of I go around. I'm See, a barber whore. No, nah, I, I I get it. I get. It. I mean, I go to you know, I the the barber I have. She's fantastic. I really I really like what she does, yeah. and she's uh and and she's very very cool. Got a lot of uh, friends in common. No problem there. Yeah. But I've had some people in the past where you just go mm, mm, mm. can't stomach this anymore. Can't I, can't do it any further. I always took my chances at a great cuts. I did that for a you know I actually did that for a while. It's kind of like a transitionary period yeah. between the guy I had to the person I'm seeing now. It's like uh, 
It's well, got to it's got to be got to you know, be some kind of you're just transition. trying to add some excitement to your barbershop life. You yeah. know what? Uh you, you know what? You're not doing it for me anymore. I got to go over and get some strange at the Great Cuts. <laughs> Give me some of that strange, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you. You just got out of barber school, didn't you? Yeah, you little hot thought barber girl. <laughs> We're going to keep this just between us, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. A nice morning out there with a blended... It's 836 of Bax and O'Brien. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Whoops! Oh, man, I just had a flashback. Anyway, uh, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Uh, go to Gary Rome today, get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Careful what you manifest. Man. I know, man. Two uh, Springfield men were identified as victims in the deadly shooting on Union Street. The Hamden DA's office has identified the victims as 19-year-old Alexander Rodriguez and 40-year-old Kadir Moultrie. Both of Springfield. On June 7th, officers were called to an apartment on the 200 block of Union Street for a report of two bodies. When officers arrived, two bodies of the adult men were found to have suffered from gunshot wounds. The Springfield Police Department uh, Homicide Unit and the Hamden DA's Murder Unit are conducting the investigation. If anyone has any information about the incident, you're asked to call uh, the Springfield Police or you can text the tip anonymously. So, the text the tip thing. I don't know how that, that works. Like, is it really anonymous if you're texting from your own phone number? Um, or is it like one of those things we're not going to come after you if you reveal any information to us? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think if you're texting a tip, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're involved in a situation. It just means you have a tip. A tip. Just the tip. Oh, just the tip. That's all you have. That's what the sheriff likes over there. Just the tip. I listen. I'm not uh, not making. Not jumping into that pool. Actually, those are the sheriff's deputies who like just the tip. Right. Again, yeah. I'm staying away yeah. from that. Not touching it. A uh, motor vehicle accident on uh, Sykes Street in Palmer has resulted in the loss of a 16-year-old Pathfinder Tech student's life. According to Palmer Police, around 2.21 p.m. on Tuesday, a serious crash involved a collision between a vehicle driven by a student and the tractor-trailer unit traveling southbound on Sykes Street. According to police, the student was exiting Pathfinder Regional Located at 240 Sykes Street, operating a uh, Chevy Suburban. Upon exiting, the Suburban was struck broadside on the driver's side of the vehicle. Uh, the 22 News crew was there to tell you what they saw, but whatever. The Palmer Police Criminal Investigation Division, Mass State Police Detective Unit attached to the Hamden County DA's office and Mass State Police Cars Unit are currently conducting a thorough investigation of the incident. Uh, a teenager and two adults were charged after a brawl broke out at a Worcester baseball game Monday night. At around 7.30 p.m., police responded to a report of a large fight at Kendrick Field on Brook Street in Worcester. Witnesses told authorities uh, that two groups fought with one another as players were shaking hands at the end of the baseball game. A handful of players and some family members were part of the brawl as well. Mm -hmm. One man was hurt after he was tackled to the ground. Authorities said his minor injuries were treated at the park. As police continued to investigate the brawl, a small group of family members walked to the park. Police said they appeared agitated. The uh, family was looking for the person who punched one of their relatives on the field, according to authorities. Abruptly, a 17-year-old in the family charged toward the group on the field. Police chased the teenager and told him to stop. The officer positioned himself between the teen and another group. 
the teen continued to try to get past the officer while clenching his fist, leading the officer to grab the teen. The teenager escaped the officer's grasp, and the Worcester cop warned the teen that he'll be tased if he doesn't stop. Police said the teen continued to run to the group, and the Worcester police officer tased the teen to stop what they believed to be an impending assault. The teenager was charged with two counts of assault and battery, disorderly conduct, and disturbing the peace. Uh, as a uh, result in the investigation, a 22-year-old man and a 45-year-old man, both of Worcester, were also charged with assault and battery. All after a baseball game. Imagine if, if you had this kind of situation happening, your daughter's softball game, what kind of a ruckus you could have caused. Yeah, I, uh, that wasn't going to happen last night. No? It was the parents versus the kids. Uh, but you, you know, some parents get way out of whack. Well, you know, we were doing that whole good game thing at the end, you know, where you, you walk up and you line up. So all the parents line up and all the kids line up and we're doing that good game. Yeah. I heard a couple of you sucks towards our way. No kidding. You suck. You suck. The kids are saying you suck? I don't know who said it, but somebody said it. You suck. Good game. You suck. That's that's what happened here. Wow, they got in, they got in the position to do good game. Yep, and then somebody called somebody. You know, you do that slyly if you don't like another person. Oh, I know. Team. You're like good game, good game, good game. You're a jerk. You're a good, good game, good game, good game. You suck. Yeah, I know that's supposed to be uh, promoting good sportsmanship, but you remember back when you were a kid hated, and you had to do that. I hated that. I because you know you know uh, it was never sincere. And you know what? It got to the point that by the end of the season, you weren't saying good game, good game. You're saying game, 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 game. 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 And, yeah. and like, you know, what does that mean? Yeah, like, I know it was a game. We just, you just beat us like, you know, 15 to 2. Yeah. Yeah, it was a game. Yeah, we're all aware of that. The uh, four We're going to go drown ourselves in soft serve and soft serving jimmies. Uh, these people getting in fights on ball fields. What is that all about? I have between no the, idea. Uh, between the umpires and the, you know. The one guy almost getting attacked out in Taunton, mm-hmm. chasing you out to the parking lot. I seem to recall as a kid there being like an on on uh, field fight when we were playing the uh, in the pony leagues, and uh, there was some words exchanged by a batter and a catcher, and next thing you know they're shoving each other, and that's all it, it really got to because the umpires you know defused that situation right away. But that's that's about that's the only act of violence I ever saw in a little league uh, a little league game it's taking it too far you're you're getting too involved in a game when it really should be about this is the you know when they're young like that that's mm-hmm. this is the time where you teach them about sportsmanship and respecting the other people that right. are playing the game and learning how to play the game and follow all the rules yeah these yeah. guys don't want to get they want to get all the we're not doing that come on <laughs> we're going to extra innings this is bs we're going to play until 10.30 at night. Yeah. Go get my jacket out of the T-Bird, okay? <laughs> and my smokes. Yeah, and my Marlboros. <laughs> yeah, the guy's got a the guy's got a base. The, the coach has a baseball bat from all the Marlboro miles that he cashed in back in the 90s. <laughs> but Dad got this for me. He spent all this money on cigarettes uh. so I could get this baseball bat from Marlboro. They always used to give away sporting equipment, didn't they? Yeah, like 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 Marlboro smokers were the most athletic smokers there were. <laughs> the one guy that was a comedian, I don't even know who it was, but he was talking about how he bought a he got a kayak and he uses it as a giant ashtray in his living room. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Like who? Yeah, right, like, how right. many of these sporty people are going are smoking after a long hike? <laughs> 
The uh, you don't see many joggers lighten up halfway through the marathon. No. Yeah, you see the Iron Man competition. You see, did you see Wolf Reichel pull out his vape or something during the middle? Going, well, I just just finished the biking part. Now I got to run for thirteen miles. Sure could use, sure could use a a a camel. camel. I'd swim a mile for a camel. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to be mostly sunny with a high of 77. Could see a chance of some severe thunderstorms this afternoon as well, so be on the lookout for that. High of 79 for tomorrow and sunny at 66 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Let's get real. Unlock your potential with a Bank ESB Get Real Checking account. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 851 and Motley Crue with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny today and then a chance of some severe thunderstorms this afternoon with a high of 77. It's 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 presents the Classic Rock Summer brought to you by Leah Toad of Wilbraham now through Labor Day weekend. Listen to Rock 102 all summer long for details on how to grab your share of a summer stash of prizes, including a $25 gift card to the Hangar Pub and Grill every weekday through Labor Day. If you want to win, just go to rock102.com and listen to Pat Kelly every weekday afternoon. The Classic Rock Summer brought to you by Leotard of Wilbraham and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I don't know. What do you got over there? You got anything over there? You, oh, let me go back to the things that I uh, I saved. I saved a couple of things and I don't even know uh, why I did that. I have some interesting facts for oh, you. Real quick, did you know there was a movie being filmed uh, in downtown? Yes. You know why I know that? Why? Because my friend Felix is in it. That guy. What? What? He, that guy is like a walk-on yeah. in a million different films. He. Uh, I just saw him the other day at a uh, at a graduation party. He was. Uh, he was just saying how he how he was. Uh, he plays a he plays a court officer, which is what he was. Yeah, there you go. Went in Rome. It's a uh, it's a crime thriller called. Um, what is it called? It's called um, uh, Baron's Cove. Yeah, it's a crime thriller starring uh, Stephen Lang and uh, Brittany Snow. It was filming uh, yesterday outside City Hall. Uh, the production team was uh, filming on Court Street uh, from Main Street to East Columbus Avenue. So, yeah, movies are coming to uh, are being shot right here in the, in the Springfield area. Uh, oh, she's from uh, Pitch Perfect. Brittany yeah. Snow. I know who she is. You do? Well, my kids watch those movies. Oh, yeah. Those Pitch right. Perfect yeah. movies. Yeah. Well, yeah. How about that? Oh, maybe I should do it. Uh, yeah, she's listening right now. Uh, call the radio station. I'm I'm sure they're already on. She their probably way. doesn't care. Yeah, She's one one like, day I'm not talking to these idiots. Yeah, one day of shooting in Springfield's all anyone can uh, can stomach. I'm a Hollywood star. I don't need to talk to two morons from yeah. Springfield. But your buddy Felix was on a bunch of films. Yeah, he was in. Uh, it was a Bradley Cooper. No, I can't remember the name of the damn movie. The yeah. American. What was the one? Uh, Bradley Cooper was in it. Um, uh, uh, Stars Born. Nope. Nope. Uh, the Hangover. No, it was called an American something. I don't know. Uh, Hustle. I, sure. Something. Right. Like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. That, that yes. That movie whose uh, title I can't even remember because I didn't see it. What? Now you're gonna make me look it up. You're gonna IMDb your buddy. Who was the Who was the guy who played Batman? What was it? It was Christian Bale was in it too. Christian Bale. The other guy that played Batman, uh, Adam West. No, 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 not that, not that guy. Uh, Christian Bale. What did I? Who's the first guy I got? Who's the first guy I said? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. People are like screaming at their radio right now. I know they are. American Hustle. There you he go. Was, he was in that. He was. A, he played like a security guard on a private jet. And he, he's got this picture of him with 
Christian Bale on one side and Bradley Cooper and that uh, who's yeah. the hot redhead in the in the movie there too? Uh, I, I don't know. What? See, you don't even Ed know. Ed Sheeran. No, uh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Yeah. Ooh, Amy yeah. Adams. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm saying. Isn't that kind of cool? You know, the thing about your buddy is, yeah. you know, he's like one of those guys. Yeah. That looks like every looks like exactly what he always gets cast as, a cop, a court officer, a CO. Yeah. Uh, he just he fits that bill. He does fit that. Bill. Yes. He's got that that uh, that look about him. I knew a bunch of people. Um, like in college, who who grew up around Chicago, and they wound up being like extras in like in a bunch of John Hughes films. Mm-hmm. Like I had a, a there was a guy I know. Remember uh, Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Remember the the, the end of the of the movie uh, when Rooney's walking on the bus? Yeah. And he's literally had the the living crap kicked out of him, and there's a kid at the back of the bus, kind of this heavy set fellow with a mustache. Yeah. And this weird hat. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He went to Marquette. Oh. And he was a weirdo in real life. I don't remember the guy's name. He was a little sketchy. Well, that's why he was cast for the movie. I also had a very good friend who was in one of the party scenes on Risky Business. And she was just in uh, the wedding scene on Succession. She was oh. one of the wedding guests. Oh, no kidding. In the church. Well, it's like all these little people we know yeah. in the minor films. My uh, my acting teacher at uh, Westfield State, yeah. Jack Shea, he was the guy in, uh, he was the priest in Nightmare on Elm Street. It was like one scene. Really? And he was talking about how, like, this was going back years ago, he was talking about how he would get these residual checks. It was much like the Jerry Seinfeld thing with the super happy fun hour. Right. A super, uh, what is it, super fantastic comedy show where he was signing, <laughs> he got carpal tunnel from signing all the checks. So it's like. You know, every so often you get a bigger check because the movie becomes popular again. But you're talking like, you know, $10. You're not talking, oh, yeah. uh, you know, hundreds of dollars or anything like that. But that was cool, too. He was he was, he was was at Westfield State. That's, uh, that's um, I had an English teacher in high school, and he was in this, oh God, why am I blanking on the name of the film? It starred everybody. Mia Farrow was in it. Robert Redford was in it. Oh, my God. Why am I? Uh, the Natural? No, no. Mia Farrow wasn't in that one. Uh, with, uh, the Great Gatsby, Great Gatsby. Yeah, he had a speaking role in the Great Gatsby, really? allegedly. And this guy, you know, was a good guy. You know, he was like he was like the uh, he was like the the drama coach in high school. Yeah, apparently he only had one line, and I think in the television version, you know, with a made for with it when they would show it on TV, they cut the line, and his his line was. Hello to Mia Farrow. That's it? That's it. All of a sudden, he's a movie star, and for the rest of his life, he held on to that saying, you know, I was in Great Gatsby. And I'm like, so was everybody else back then. Everybody was in Great Gatsby. Well, that that's how you do it. You build your uh, your film resume by, yeah. by saying, hey, I did this or I did that. It's it, kind of neat when you have somebody you know that was, uh, you know, in a, in something really famous. Yeah, I wish we had done something uh, like that. You know, it's been pointed out to us uh, that uh, our, uh, Felix, uh, my buddy, should get us a cameo in this new movie. I wonder how much pull he has with the producers. I don't know. He's uh, he seems to have a lot of sway. <laughs> we, we, how come this was like the first I was hearing about this? Yeah, I didn't know anything about it. Well, maybe we should get somebody from the movie to talk about it. You I think they'd want to. Surprised that nobody asked our permission. <laughs> yeah, I, you're on our turf now. You don't just start filming in Springfield yeah. without contacting you, Bax and Nagel. Did you get Dom Dom's permission? <laughs>
Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm Ooh. sure he even showed up to the the the, the filming. Who these meatheads out here uh, with the cameras? They making tick? They making the TikToks out there? Not on my property. Not on my lawn. I'll send you all the way back to MySpace, my friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, he's uh, he's right there. Yeah. His office is right you know, right down the steps. He's probably in the movie, too. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised at That's all. That's why it's rated NC-17 for all the violence. <laughs> all the smackdown that he lays, all the meatheads. It's 859 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock.